Uh, playing with Anki is one of the best players in the world, and I uh, just go to the net and put my on the ice, and it, uh, it makes it a really easy game for me. This is episode three of the Vanderson Canucks podcast. My name is Eagle Anderson, and I'm joined by my big brother, Mason, and also co-host. How are you doing this Saturday morning, Mason? I'm doing uh, pretty good, Eagle. I got my some last-minute Christmas shopping in this morning, got my coffee, and I'm uh, ready to talk Canucks. Absolutely. So... Uh, it's December 23rd. It is the final Canucks game tonight before the Christmas break. They play the San Jose Sharks. We're going to be running through a couple different topics today. We're going to start off, as always, with uh, the Forgotten One. It's a weekly segment where one of us brings up a former, usually obscure Canuck, to check out their career and see where they're at. This week's will kind of tie in with the World Juniors theme. Uh, then we're going to run through the last two games since we last talked. They have now tied Vegas for the most points in the league, the Canucks have. So that's exciting. We're going to talk about those games, where the Canucks are at now. We're also going to talk a little bit more about the success in the third line, and we're going to compare Dallas's big three with the Canucks' big three, see mm-hmm. if you have any strong thoughts on that. And we're going to preview the upcoming World Junior Championships, talk about the Canucks' prospects at the tournament, and we're going to end the show with the San Jose Sharks game preview. Do you have any questions before I dive into it all? No, it sounds pretty good to me. Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. Okay, so the forgotten one. He was born September 29th, 1990. You can interrupt me whenever you uh whenever you know who it is. September 29th, 1990. Is that ringing well, September 29th, 1990. So he's okay. 33 years old. Correct. Sounds right to me. So he's still he's probably still playing then. Okay. He is, I think he can okay. get it from this. He's five foot eight, 174 pounds. Five foot eight, 174 pounds. That's a tiny man. And he's 33. I have a guess. Who's your guess? Jordan Schrader. That is correct. It is, in fact, Jordan Schrader. <laughs> and you are, in fact, the Canucks Savant. That's bizarre. So, yeah, I uh, I went with Jordan Schrader today. Born September 29, 1990, Lakeville, Minnesota. He was drafted in the first round in 2009 with the Canucks, 22nd overall. Like you said, a bit of a, a shorter feller. He was actually ranked fifth out of all North American skaters at his draft class, according to uh, Wikipedia. However, he dropped the 22nd because no one wanted to take a risk on him because he was a smaller guy. Canucks took the risk on him. It didn't uh, It didn't entirely pan out as they were hoping, but he... I wanted to highlight him because he had some success at the World Juniors. He played in 08, he played in 09, and he played in 2010. Uh, Minnesota guy, so he represented the states. Do you? What do you remember of Schrader at the World Juniors back in 09 or 2010? Well, I do remember after they drafted him, I was in, I was way more into the World Juniors then than I am now. I, wa- I watched it way more as a kid, and I remember I can't. I think he led the tournament in points the one year. I think. Or he was right at the top of it. He had like a crazy amount of points. I remember being really excited that I thought he was going to be a super player for the Canucks, but obviously it didn't work out too well. But yeah, I remember him ripping up the World Juniors. Yeah, I think um, from what I found, I think at the start of the, one of the tournaments, I'm guessing it was his second tournament, he had a lot of success and then it, he kind of fell off near the end. His first year in 08, when he was only 17, the sixth in points in the tournament, he had eight in six games. Number one was Van Riemsdyk. The next year, in 2009, which I'm guessing because they drafted him in 2009, that's probably that's probably the one you would yeah. be talking about. He was fourth in the tournament. Number one was Cody Hodgson. Had, uh, had 16 points in six games. Then you had John Tavares with 15. 
and six. Everly was 13, and then Schrader had 11 and six. I think he had a really hot start, but he kind of fell off. And then the next year, he didn't do too well, but he was, yeah, he was the talk of the town for for Vancouver Vancouver prospects in the World Juniors those couple of years. So I thought it'd be interesting to put him in there. He, uh, yeah, he played high school hockey in Minnesota. He played alongside Anders Lee in high school. Fun fact for okay. you. Okay. Won, won a high school championship in 06, then joined the U.S. National Development Team. Became top prospect, drafted by the Canucks. He spent most of his time with the Canucks in the AHL. 2009-10, he started off in the AHL. He had nine points in 11 games. Next year, he had 28-61, 44-76 the year after. 2012-13, he puts up 33 points in 42 games in the AHL. He gets his first ta- taste of NHL action. Nine points in 31 games with the Canucks. Mm. Well, following year, this is where... It kind of went downhill. He had a lot of um, a lot of injury issues. The summer prior to the 2013-14 season, he was recovering from shoulder surgery. He then fractured his left ankle in the first preseason game of the year. Do you remember that? That would have been 2013. He fractured his ankle in the first preseason game. I don't recall, recall him that. I don't recall that actually. That's fair. He um yeah, so he was injured a lot that year. Didn't have the greatest season. He played like 25 games in the regular season. Canucks, they didn't qualify him as an RFA. He then signed a two-year deal with the Wild as a free agent, age 23. He played some NHL games with the Wild, but nothing. uh, He didn't have too big of an impact. He played 25 games in 2014-15. He played 26 games the following year. He had a total of 12 points in 51 games. Then he bounced around a bit more. He got traded. His rights got traded to Columbus. He played a couple games there in 2017-18. He played 21 games, two points. His rights got traded again to Chicago. He never played a NHL game with Chicago. And then he went off to Europe, where he still is today. So his first season, he played in the KHL. He played there from 2019 to 2022. And for the last two years, he's been on the rapper swell Yona Lakers of the Swiss League. Last year, he put up 48 points in 41 games, still serviceable. This year, he's got 11 in 30 games, only two goals. Maybe he's slowing down. I don't know. We haven't been <laughs> watching him, but he's 33 years old. Do you think he makes a return in the future? Helps the Canucks make it to the Stanley Cup final or what? No. What My biggest Jordan Schrader memory is yeah. watching him in the World Juniors, lighten it up. It would have been his second year there. And then I believe in his year what did he play 25 games that one year for vancouver he did he yeah. not nine nine points i believe he had a shootout i think it was a shootout winner versus chicago in the game one time i believe i don't have the facts in front no, of me, but i believe how... i think he scored a shootout i think he might have scored a goal during the game and then had the shootout winner or something crazy like that i remember that was that was peak jordan schrader for vancouver oh that's hey, awesome side note that was a pretty good time to be a Canuck fan then, eh? Because they were on top of the world. And if they had Cody Hodgson and Jordan Schrader in the top five scoring in the world juniors, that was and pretty Corey good. Schne- Corey Schneider coming up too. They have their goalie of the future, a couple forwards. It worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anything you want to talk about? Uh, anything else about Schrader before we move on to the games this week? No, I remember him not panning out, and I thought he was going to because in his short time he actually played with Vancouver, I thought he was pretty talented. But I didn't realize how injured he was. I didn't know he was so injured. I thought he was kind of just a flop. But it sounds like uh, maybe injuries took a pretty big toll on his career. 
Yeah, it sounds like definitely because he was getting some NHL time too. He played he if he stayed healthy, maybe he would have played the whole season. But it sounds like yeah, definitely his second year into the in the league. He yeah. had a lot of different injuries, different surgeries and stuff. Especially if he fractured his ankle in the first game of the preseason. <laughs> and that was the year after he played the twenty five games too, right? Well so he's, he's probably first, a sh- Yeah, his first year he played thirty one games, he had nine points, and then the next year he played twenty five games, had six points, and that was the year he kicked it off was fracturing his ankle. Yeah, because he would have been a shoe in to make the team if he played 31 games the year before and he was their top one of the top prospects. Yeah, yeah that sucks. Bad stuff. But hopefully he wins the Swiss MVP. Uh, yeah. Nashville, Tuesday, December 19th. Canucks kicked their butts all over the place. 5-2 win over hot team. Nashville had won seven out of their eight last games following into the Canucks game. Uh, ton of depth scoring. Hoglander, Bluger, uh, Nils Amon, Suter, they all had goals. You see those depth guys pitching in. Not a ton. Uh, Pedersen had two points. He's had two points. You yep. think the big, you think the big dogs should be pulling more weight out there? We've been seeing a lot of a lot of depth success lately. Do you think the big dogs are lacking? Nothing wrong with some depth success. I'll say that as long as we're winning, I'm happy. If the big guys are rolling, small guys don't need to score. If the depth guys are scoring, give the big guys a break. They're fine. You see Soros. You're always telling me he's a top tier elite goaltender. He let in five goals <laughs> on 25 shots. <laughs> they put the back up in to finish the game. What uh, what happened there? Canucks were just too good, or was it an off night for Saros? Well, I know he was – the Predators, I think they were 13-3 and three in their past 16 games going into that one, I think. And I know he's been ripping it up because he got him in my fantasy pool. But, uh, yeah, I guess it was just an off night for him. Good night for the Canucks. I actually only caught – I only watched the second period of the game, which is too bad because I hear – it was one of their most complete efforts of the whole season. Yeah, they cooked him, though. I loved how they responded, too, because they got one right when Nashville scored. I think Hoaglander scored, like, it was, like, 15 seconds later or something crazy. Big win for the Canucks. Uh, good thing I benched Soros that day. All three of my goalies were playing. That's an expert GM move. They're now uh, – Vancouver's now 19-0, and leading after two periods. They kicked Nashville's butt. You said you never really watched the game. We could move on. Um yeah, I watched any- the second period. Is there anything else you want to talk about uh, on the Nashville game there? No, that's just a third, that's a third good, one of the win. year. There's three yeah, against Nashville this year. Nashville's kryptonite this year. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Okay, next game, Thursday, December 21st, Dallas. They lost 4-3 in overtime. I didn't catch this whole game. I started watching two minutes after, uh, or two <laughs> minutes left in the second. In the, I was in the airport there. I was flying. I was in the, Always I an excuse. Well, I, at least I have an excuse for this one. Anyways, tied 2-2 when I started watching. Shots were uh, 25, what was it? I think it was 25-12 to 12 for Dallas at the end of that period. It looked like Canucks probably should have lost the game. They ended up losing the game. Um, the third line, super. it really impressed me. That's why I made a note to talk about it. Joshua, Bluger, and Garland. I think Joshua had a goal at the start of the game that I didn't see, and then Garland had that clutch goal, beautiful play, tic-tac-toe pass to oh, give yeah. the Canucks the uh, – the lead with a couple minutes left, and then Dallas would tie it up and win overtime. But what did you think of the uh, Dallas game? Um, it wasn't one of the Canucks' finer efforts as a team, but I was pretty happy with it. I don't think I would get out. Do you have the shot in front of you? Was it like 36 to 20 or something like that? 25 or something like that? Yeah. 36. The shots were 36 <laughs> to 20. Yeah. I believe. Well, I'm just going to start out with this. I think it was their fourth game in six nights in their fourth different city, from what I understand, and their fifth game in eight nights in five different cities. 
So that's something. And Dallas is, I don't know where you rank them, but they're definitely a top 10 team in the league. Yeah, the Canucks definitely got outplayed. It wasn't their finest night, but it was the end of a road trip. I wasn't too upset after. They got points in all four road games. I think they're 2-0-2, right? Yep. On the trip. Dallas, a good team. Um, it was a little depressing at the end how they got that sweet goal by Garland. And then that was there was only like four minutes left or something at that point, right? It was four minutes left. And if they won the game, if they got the two points, they would have been top in the league uh, in points for team. Now they're tied with Vegas for first. In points, they played more games than some other teams, but they got 47 points. Vegas has 47 points. That's the most of any team. But if they did get the win, they would have 48. They would have moved in the first, probably for the first time in uh, in a long time in December. Yeah, well, um, I was happy with the point. I think it's a good Dallas team at the end of a road trip. Um, the Canucks didn't look too good, except their third line was on fire. Garland, Bluger, and uh, Joshua. I thought it was probably their line's best game of the season in a season where they've been the Canucks' best line on a lot of nights. It was probably their best line or game as a line all year. What do you think about Connor Garland? I put a note down because he only had two goals going into this game. He had his third. I put a note down. If the guy's only got two, I guess he's got three goals now. They're paying him. What are they paying him? Five million. Is that an issue? Yeah. Even though the line's playing Mid-gender really good. Five? I don't not an issue right now. They have uh they're winning. Clears up all their issues kinda, puts them on the back burner a little bit. I know he's on the third line, he's got three goals now, making five million. Not a good look. But all his underlying statistics, I know they're all good, all his underlying numbers. Um I think he's gonna start scoring more. His shooting percentages are really low. He's do he's playing probably the best defensively I've ever seen him play. Um, he drives their line completely too. I don't think their line would be nearly successful. He's definitely the most important piece of their line for sure. And they're getting goals from everyone else. So I don't think I'm not too worried about it. I've always been a pretty big, I like Garland quite a bit. So I don't know, especially now since he's playing a lot better defensively, he seems a lot more committed to like full 200 foot game when he does start scoring more, which I think he will. He's a pretty talented player. I think, I don't know. I think it's gonna be pretty good. I still don't know. Optimism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, one issue, one guy that's not scoring, Mr. Kuzmenko. He's been out scratched for both of these games. Uh, what's your take on him? Are they trading him immediately or what? Uh, I'm getting I'm slowly getting more and more worried. Um, I, they should play him tonight. They play San Jose tonight. It's their last game before the Christmas break. They're in Vancouver against the, I think, Canucks, what are the Canucks? Number one in the league right now, right? If you look at points, San Jose's. 32nd in the league is a point. Um, they should get – I hope they get him in tonight. I hope they put him with Pedersen. They should just take Suter off that line and put him back with Pedersen and Mikheyev, and they should put him on the first power play unit try to get him going before Christmas. Um, sounds like they keep scratching him. I'm getting a little more worried. I think they might trade him. That's unfortunate. Do you think they could still get a good return for him? He put up yeah. 39 From what I, Because of the cap stuff. It wouldn't be a cap clearing situation at all, doesn't sound like, from what I understand. It would be like a dollar in, dollar out deal. So they'd probably trade him for a comparable player. And at this point, his value is obviously a little bit lower than it was last year. He scored 39 goals. But definitely teams will like him. He's only got one more year, so it's not like he's got like six more years locked up. So other teams will still like him. 
and he appears to be a horrible fit with uh, Rick Tockett's system with the old back checking and 200 foot game you need people to play. So I don't know. I think there's probably a deal up there that would benefit the Canucks and benefit Kuzmanko for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, on the Dallas, just to finish off the Dallas game, I have a question for you. Who's big yeah. three is better. You got <laughs> Jake Ottinger, okay. uh, the American goaltender versus Thatcher Demko, Canucks American goaltender. Then you got Mira Heiskanen, defense superstar or defense Defense star against Quinn Hughes, Canucks' defense star, and you got Elias Patterson and Jason Robertson, a couple of young offensive guys. Um, just initially, who's your who's who's got the better big three? And then individually as well. Uh, I think it's a big three. I think Vancouver has the yeah. better big three. And obviously I'm slightly biased. I think um Hughes is better than Heiskinen for sure, I think. As far as I know. And the other two are closer. But probably my Canucks or my Canucks bias. I'll edge out PD over Robertson, and I'll edge Demko over Ottinger as well. You think Ottinger's worse than Demko? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to give the edge to Demko. Um, it's probably a wash. And the PD Robertson one, uh, Robertson the winger, eh? He is. So a... I'll give the edge to PD because he's the center. That's fair. I just thought it was interesting I... that. Go ahead. Yeah. I would say I'll definitely I'll definitely go Hughes over Heiskanen though. Yeah, I think that one's fair, especially with this season. It's pretty clear cat cut. I'd say Ottinger, he's perceived to be like one of the better goals. Obviously, yeah. Demko's having a really good year, and you got the Canucks bias. But Ottinger is he's a bit younger too. Ottinger's nineteen ninety eight, so he's twenty five. Demko's ninety five, so Demko's a couple years older. He's been in the league a little bit longer than Ottinger. Yeah. Um, Pedersen Robertson. Pedersen's definitely better this year. Robertson just had a bit of a a bit of a fall off. He's only got 30 points in 31 games, so under a point per game. But last year the guy put up 109 points in 82 games. That is that was his third, his third full season in the NHL. Well over a point per game player when he's playing how he should. He's mm-hmm. also he's a year younger than Pedersen, too. Um, yeah, I just think it's interesting. There's a lot of parallels. Patterson's a 98 birthday. He's a 99 birthday. And then with Hughes and were they, were they the same? Were they the same draft? They were. So that draft, Dallas, they picked um, Heiskinen and Robertson, right? And Ottinger. They picked all three of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because Ottinger, he was a late first rounder, right? He was like 27th or 26th or something. Yeah. So Heiskinen was third overall. And then they grabbed uh, Ottinger was 20. Ottinger was 26th overall. Good memory, and then yeah, and then, and then Robertson. Robertson was the second, was second round. rounder. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. You get a franchise, you get your franchise forward, your franchise defenseman, and a franchise goalie all in the same draft. That's pretty crazy. That changes their whole franchise around. Imagine if they didn't have any of those guys. They just get that draft. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that is uh, that is some damn good amateur scouting. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so you'd you'd go Vancouver across the board. Hughes for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even think about age, though. Uh, Heiskin and Hughes. Hughes would be a year younger then, right? Probably. They're actually, they're both 99 birthdays. But Heiskin was in the summer. He's a couple months older. They're same age. Okay. They're, they're all roughly the same age, except for Ottinger's like three years older, younger than Demko. And he's, I don't think he has injury trouble to Demko. Yeah. Probably, actually, I'm going to change it with my bias. I'm going to edge Ottinger over Demko. Good man. And that's yeah. probably fair. 
Yeah, that's kind of what I was going. I would go Hughes over Heiskanen regardless. I think Heiskanen had like 70 points last year, similar to Hughes. But Hughes is a monster this year. I'd go Hughes over Heiskanen for sure. I'd go Ottinger over Demko for sure at this point. Maybe at the end of the season, you go Demko over him if Demko wins the Vezina or something. But I'd go Ottinger <laughs> over Demko. And then Ederson and Robertson's kind of a wash this year for sure. You give the edge to Ederson. But um, yeah, I just thought that was fun. Both guys got a big three. You think they'll ever yeah. match up in the playoffs one day? Yeah. Let's go conference. That sounds like a good conference finals matchup to me. This season? Uh, sure. Canucks need to finish. Uh, they really need to finish. I was just looking at the standings. I really hope they finish first in their division because I don't want to play LA or Vegas in the first round. Yeah. Well, whack. I mean, I'm sure it'd be a really good series and any playoff games would be fun even if they lost in the first round. Yeah, but would you would you rather play LA or Vegas in the first round, or if you're first place, you're going to play like Calgary or Nashville or Edmonton? Or... What about Edmonton? I would rather play Edmonton than uh, Vegas or LA. I think any of those series would be really fun. Um, moving on though, we got to finish this up. World Junior Preview. Team Sweden announced their roster uh a, a little while ago now. Three Canucks on the Swedish roster. I believe those are the only three Canucks prospects. Yep. Jonathan Lekkermacki. Elias Patterson, the defenseman, and Tom yep. Wielander. 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 Um, yeah, they're all representing their home country on home soil as well, as this tournament takes place in Gothenburg, Sweden. So that's fun. A little more incentive to win. Uh, Lecter Mackey was in the last two World Juniors. He won bronze in 2022. Uh, Patterson, this is his second look at it. I believe this is – is this Wielander's first? I believe it's his first yeah. – it is, Look yeah. at the World Juniors. So you got the big three there. Uh, what's your take on Team Sweden, a.k.a. Junior Canucks at the World Juniors? Uh, I'm hoping for them. I'll say that. I'll start out with that. Um, I'm going to be watching their game. It's, I didn't even know it was in Sweden. That's pretty cool. From what I understand, I heard this year, I don't follow it like super closely by the Canucks players, but I heard they're, them in the U.S. have the best teams on paper this year, from what I understand. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing they're better than Canada on paper this year. I don't know if it's true. But, uh, yeah, Wielander, Pedersen, Lekaramaki. Um, yeah, it should be good. I think – I'm really hoping Lekaramaki has a bounce-back tournament because I know he struggled – this is third, I believe. He struggled in the other two. But he is – he's had a complete 180 from uh, the last couple seasons he had struggling. This year, I think he's got 16 points in 24 games in the main league in Sweden. So, and I heard he's going to be their number one offensive option this year at the tournament. So, I'm going to be looking for him. I don't know. I heard Wielander is not going to play in the power play for them, for Sweden, because they got Axel Sandin Palika as well, who Detroit took with that pick the Canucks traded for Philip Ronick. So, fun fact. Um, yeah, and Pedersen should be doing his solid stuff probably on the third pair. Yeah. Go Team Sweden. Do you think all those guys see NHL action in the uh, immediate future in the next couple of years? When do we see the uh, NHL? Yeah. Sounds like Karamaki still needs quite a bit of work in his 200-foot game. But with the season he's having now, he probably projects to the top six winger again, goal-scoring winger. Wheelander, everything I hear about him, he's just super smart, super competitive. I sound like a perfect pair for partner for Hughes. And Pedersen – Probably plateau, probably a third pair defenseman, but sure, you can get to the child too. Get them all on there. <laughs> I like the optimism. Um, 
Why no Hunter Brusnevich on Team USA? He said Team USA is loaded. Isn't this guy blown up the OHL? What's his deal? And why is he not on the team? This is a this is a horse manure. That's what this <laughs> is. This guy, I read a stat today. He's got he plays in the OHL, right? He's got, I think he's tied with one other player ever, the most points ever for a defenseman in the OHL at Christmas time in the history of the world. So take that to the bank. All right. I heard that uh, U.S. really favors their guys that play in the U.S. development program, either in college or like the USHL and stuff. And Bruce Davis plays in the CHL. So I think that's a large reason why he didn't get invited. I hear. From I don't watch all the other prospects and stuff. I don't even watch him. I just see his stats and his highlights and stuff. But um, sounds like he's just a better version of majority of the defensemen on their team. I heard they play similar styles a lot of them. He's just a better version of them. Sounds like it was just biased because he doesn't play in uh, America. That's unfortunate. But at least we'll be having fun watching the Swedish. Hopefully Sweden crushes the SA. That's what I've garnered from all this. Is he um was he drafted twenty twenty three as well? He's the third rounder. Yeah, he was their first third rounder this year. Like Wheelander in the first round, I think him in the third. Why did he drop to the third if he's well? I heard records. Well, I think last year. Well, I already know off the top of my head. He had fifty seven points last year in sixty eight games, which is pretty good for a uh, even an offensive defenseman as like a what he would have been seventeen or something eighteen, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. But uh, I heard he should have been a second rounder, but he slipped a bit. I don't know if there's just lots of defensemen or what, but is yeah, he just an like, offensive guy? Does he does he play? No, good no, I, 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 he's not. He is like more of an offensive guy, but I hear he's pretty uh, like he's okay defense. He's not like a liability defensively or anything. He, the team he plays on is also I think they're a powerhouse team too, so it probably plays in his stats a little bit. But I think if there was a redraft today, he'd probably be a first rounder. That's pretty good. Good, good amateur scouting like twenty twenty three. Is he? Uh, will he be in the NHL soon? No, I think still, I think, uh, yeah, I think he'll be in the NHL. It looks like he's got a pretty good shot of beating the NHL, anyways. But probably still like two years away or something. I don't know, a couple of years probably. No rush. This Fair management preaches, preaches, preaches patience. Have some patience, Eags. I've got patience. What uh, is there anything else we should be looking for for the Canucks? Canucks fans will be curious about in the 2023-2024 uh, World Junior Championships. Um. Macklin Celebrini, Canada's, he's going to be the first overall pick next year. He's from Vancouver, just like Bedard was. He'll be first overall. Canucks drafted his uh, brother last year in the sixth round. They actually both play with Tom Wheelander in uh, college. He'll be on the team, the 17-year-old. Who knows? Maybe Canucks make a trade. Get first overall, we get Macklin <laughs> Celebrini. And we'll make a trade. We'll get Connor Bedard in the team. All of a sudden, we got... We got the boys. We got the Canadian. Vancouver Absolutely. nice. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't know they had uh they drafted his brothers. Is his brother any good? When did they draft? No, <laughs> no, this past year they took uh with Wheelander, the same draft. And their last pick of the draft, they took his brother, uh Aiden Celebrini. He's a defenseman, right shot defenseman. They play on the same uh him and Wheelander actually, I think they paired up in the same pair the first couple games of the season in the third pair for Boston University. Well, that's good stuff. Hopefully he uh, convinces his brother to go to the Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, that's good. Is there uh, 
that's probably good on the world junior front for this week. Next week, I think we'll um, I'll go down memory lane. I'll dig up some old stats, some old uh, successful Canucks prospects at the tournament. Sharks oh, yeah. game tonight. Official prediction. Yes. What's the score going to be? Uh, I'm just going to before I say the official prediction. Canucks last game before Christmas. They're top of the league. They're going back to Vancouver. They lose this game. They split the season series with the Sharks, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the Canucks come out hot. They put up a seven-piece. And uh, Demko's going to play. He's going to be hot. 7-1. Seven, 7-1 one. Seven, one for Vancouver? Yeah. And what should we be looking for? Kuzmenko, you said he's playing tonight? Put Kuz- I have no idea if he's playing tonight, but I think they should play him tonight. They want him to work out. Put Kuzi back in. Put him on the pa- first unit power play. Put him with PD and Mikheyev. Give him a, a three uh three piece. Three piece in a soda for uh Kuzi tonight. Okay. Well I'm gonna play uh devil's advocate and I'm gonna say Canucks are gonna go in overconfident and they're gonna lose <laughs> three nothing. They're gonna get shuttled by the sharks before Christmas, light a fire under their butts coming back in the new year. I think they're coming out hard tonight. Yeah, we'll see. Any uh final thoughts before we close up here? Yeah, I had a couple things I want to talk about. I heard uh I just want to talk. I don't know how much time do we have left. We got six minutes. Okay, sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, one thing they didn't really think of too much with how much success the Canucks have been having. It's all good, right? All the success they're having is good, right? But now they have. I think they have seven UFAs on their team now, and they're. I, I went through them all. Probably six of them are all going to ask or look for a pay bump now because of how good they're playing. So that's going to, I feel like maybe start thinking about that soon too. That could be a little bit of a problem. Um, I hear from my man, Frank Saravelli, the door off his camp from the feeling he gets is he's looking for five years at five mil a year. Do they pay him that? No. He's a number, he's like a third pairing defenseman. You can't pay him five at five. That's crazy. Um, blasphemous. Blasphemous. Four, four at three and a half or something. I, I have no way they pay a five at five, I don't think. Yeah, that's... You can't pay him that. That's going to be the Myers contract all over again. How old is he, too? Yeah, he's going to be 20... He's going to be 29 years old next year. He's 28 right now, but he's going to be 29... That's his yeah. Myers contract. Mine is here. You can't do that. Pay him. He's five million too. That's steep. Pay him five million for two years if he wants five million, or pay him. I don't think you pay him five million. Years. Yeah, I Boy. think he's like, I don't know. I like Zadorov, but I think I don't know. There's no way you give him five million. I, I'd be a little bit hard pressed to give him four. Well, hopefully they can swap him at the deadline for a third round. Well, I just keep. I think he's. You didn't. They only had to trade him for a third rounder and a fifth rounder. I think you just keep him for the year, but. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of – that blew my mind a little bit. Yeah, that's bizarre. But, you know, when they signed Myers, what was it? Seven million was the word, so maybe he'll only get four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Four million for five years? I, I would uh, – yeah, I would go four at four. Four at four. Okay. The most, like, I'd go four at four. I would go five at five. Because he's probably – you've watched him play now. He's decent, but he's like – He's like a four slash five. He's probably in the same breath as like Ian Cole and Susie, right? For like how good they are. Yeah. And Cole's on a one year, $3 million deal. And Susie got three years and he makes like three and a quarter. 
That's probably he should be in that. He's bigger than them, a little bit bigger. He should probably be in like a. I think he's making three point seven five now. He should probably just be like keep making that. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess it depends what the market is for him. That's legit. Um. Hopefully, uh, what about Patterson? You think they signed him soon? Yeah, I don't know. I heard they've been working at it. Uh, hopefully, they get him done sooner and later because they're probably not going to get Fronick done until they get him done. I also heard Fronick probably going to be in the eight millions, which is pretty steep. But what are you going to do? Yeah, if I get PD done, then Fronick, and then they can focus on the Joshua's and Lafferty's and Lugers and all these fellas. The Smith, the Smith's uh, UFA as well. Well, hopefully they can uh, they can go into next year and not have to blow their whole team up. That's a dream. Yeah, that'd suck. It's good for one season, and then you lose half your team. Terrible. Well, we do have to close out before the uh, the free Zoom meeting runs out and we get cut off. Just when and it was getting good. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. Uh, Canucks going to lose tonight. They're going to crush San Jose. You can take that to the bank. And uh, I hope you have a Merry Christmas and uh, wherever you live down there. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry- please tune in next week. Saturdays. We'll be uploading these Saturdays as planned. And yeah, we do the Forgotten One segment. We'll have lots of fun segments coming in the future. Some trivia stuff. We got big ideas. Check it out next Saturday. It's only the tip of the iceberg. <laughs>